mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It goes without saying you're listening to Goes Without Saying with Sefi and Wing. I'm Sefi and this is Wing. And I'm Wing. This episode is about how to accept chaos in your life and is that potentially a good thing? Is there benefits to living in chaos? We're talking about accepting your life as it truly is and yourself as you truly are. So I hope you find this at least interesting. I think we almost come across like preachers in this episode, but (laughs) hopefully you're up for a bit of church today. So we're back. So we're back, like we never left. I don't really know what to say, to be honest. Yeah, what's what's new with you? What's going on with you? Well, nothing really. I went to the British Museum yesterday. That was that was fun. Oh, so you did. Saw all the stolen artifacts. Saw all the stuff that we've stolen from other places. Actually, just on that topic mm. of stolen things in the British Museum, like I was quite shocked, actually. Mm. Like They have Cleopatra's mummy in there. Oh, there's a multitude it- of things in there. You wouldn't believe it. But you, but you should believe it. But like, I was shocked by just the extent, almost the disrespect, yeah, of having that. Like, it, it, it's not in this giant shrine in this big twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty two. Like, it's not preserved in this way of like you walk up, ah, here is Cleopatra's mummy in the way that they intended for religious reasons. It's like. No, it's thrown in with all the other fucking mummies next to like, oh, here's a fucking pot. It literally is. Here's a pot that we stole. That we nicked. It was. I was actually quite shocked. Like all the statues, all of this stuff, there's bits of the fucking Parthenon in there. It feels outrageous. But to see a mummy, her literal body. It is crazy. Don't you dare. Yeah, it is crazy. The queen of Egypt. Uh, Why is that in this room? It's, it's. It was shocking. Thank God the entry's free. We're not we want to be paying towards that. Uh, Fascinating, but wrong in every way. Yeah, brilliant, but, but scary. scary. Honestly, <laughs> scary. How are you? Um, still COVIDy, but it's all good. Don't worry. I feel like your energy is better. Thank you. Still feeling rough. I can tell. <laughs> I feel like shit. We've been talking for a bit now, and I'm feeling a bit like hot. <laughs> I just thought that I just went to the loo like it, uh, like in between our chat and this and I just thought I've pushed it too far poor girl <laughs> no, poor girl no no I love it I love to hear all the all the goss well there's not really been any goss don't worry <laughs> no gossip um, in my life just talking about the British Museum I also feel bad for you because I know you're cutting out all my coughing and stuff which is just so annoying to listen to so not at all I, I was kind of shocked when I re-listened to that like editing the last one I was like god she was so ill and I was like, forced <laughs> to sit and talk i was, cu- oh, I was cutting it. out every cough like god why didn't i notice this at the time <laughs> like you'd be cough- coughing your guts out and then i'd be like so also gaslighting everyone will listen and be like she doesn't sound ill <laughs> 
I know. I know. I literally, I left like, t- I left two coughs in. Just for good measure. Because you would start the sentence, you'd be like, cough, cough, yeah. So, but, and I was like, oh, I can't cut that cough. So the cough's going oh, in. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, it was mm. perfect. I thought it's good, good for a non-gaslighting purpose. People will know she's ill. Right. Yeah, it builds character. Okay, well, can we talk about chaos and stuff? Yeah. Chaos is a ladder and all of that shite. Yeah. I feel like... How are you feeling at the moment? Because I feel like at the moment I'm... At the moment, I feel like I'm at a point where I'm having to accept that things don't always follow the order that you Mm. imagine them to be or, like, that you've planned out on your notion to be and, like, people just... Life just doesn't follow your bullet journal. Yeah, yeah. I wish it did, though. And And I know that you love chaos as a word and, like... I love chaos as a concept and who isn't feeling a bit lost and like i basically i feel like as well it's just i think we need an episode every now and then just to say if you are scrambling around on this earth maybe you're a teenager maybe you're in your early 20s maybe you're in your 40s whatever and you're looking around thinking i do not have a stinking clue (laughs) what the fuck is going on here then don't worry because i think that's just part of human nature is feeling a bit lost and you'd be surprised to know Mm -hmm. but i'm telling you loud and clear everyone else is just as confused as you are so confused so confused so fucking confused and terrified (laughs) it's funny as well because there's this idea that there are two types of people there like the control freaks the perfectionists and then there's the people that are like scrabbling around i think it's actually even if you don't identify as a control freak that i've never really identified as a control freak Mm. god the amount of control freaking i'm doing like i think we're all control freaks we're all control freaks the epitome of what is the most successful person on this planet that everyone would aspire to be is the biggest fucking control freak on the planet so we're all kind of aspiring for this idea of like living this controlled and like Mm. plotted out life fuck it it's pathetic it's just an illusion the sooner we can let go of this weird illusion of control and like things going to plan the better the only thing that you can guarantee in life is that things are going to cycle through and change and be dynamic and fuck up and get better and get worse and everything at once. That's the only thing, no, for sure. You've got that in the bank. Yeah. Nothing else. The only thing that you know, 100%, bet your life savings on it, that things will change. Basically, the only thing you've got is that your life will be a series of changes that are out of your control and at the end you die. (laughs) That's it. That is literally the only thing. That is is life. Mm -hmm. And that can be amazing. That doesn't have to be this horrific thing that the worst thing you can do is try and control the chaos, essentially. Well, if I just put that there and by 30, I'll have this. And mm. oh, if I just tidy my room enough, maybe I'll be happy. No, you won't. You might as well just fucking breathe into the chaos and love it. Mm-hmm. What's one part of your life that you feel like you really try and control? Oh my God, so many things. Shall I start us off with like a boring... Um... No, <laughs> start us off with something boring. <laughs> is that a hypothetical question? No. Well, it's kind of... I just feel like it's so... I mean, it's boring to me. The thing I try and control the most in my life is my weight. Oh, right. And, like, mm. my food intake. Right. So just, like, boring. Sorry to break it. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't <laughs> intend on it going there, yeah. But that's definitely, like, the thing I try and control the most in my life. I think a lot of people relate to that. So I'll skim over that. That's just... That's in the bank. Try and control weight, blah, blah, blah. But also the thing I try and control is, like, 
time like my time spent in a day Mm -hmm. like well if I can just squeeze all of the productivity out of this day then I'll be happy but like think about how you feel on a really productive day do you actually feel much worse than a day that you haven't been much better than on a day you have been realistically oh I don't know (laughs) you're like yeah I do yeah sometimes you do (laughs) you're like yeah I do feel a lot better actually (laughs) sometimes you do I don't know but it's I don't think it's that you've been productive in that day. I think it's the mindset that sometimes comes with productivity. Sometimes productivity comes with like a real stress and like guilt and shame and all of these things about not being good enough. But sometimes productivity, if you get into a flow state and you're in like kind of good mindset, Mm. it's not about the fact that you've produced a lot. It's just the fact that you feel good about the things that you have done, which makes you in turn feel good about yourself. It's in the film soul we talk about this quite a lot in the Mm -hmm. film soul disney films on disney plus i believe Mm -hmm. there's like a state that's like you're in the zone and i think that is where you should aspire to be in the zone where you want to be it's not about what you accomplished from learning the trumpet it's when you're in the zone of playing that trumpet and it's not the stress of i need to be the best trumpeteer i don't know the word for it, but, it's <laughs> yeah. but it's yeah. not about the thing of like oh my trumpet teacher said i'm not that good at trumpet this week what for everything i know have everything i've ever desired is crumbling before my eyes it's just about the peace that you feel mm. when you're playing the trumpet when you're playing that trumpet playing trumpet playing the trumpet playing the trumpet just what a bizarre phrase hey <laughs> A wonderful phrase yeah do, what do you think you try and control in your life or do you feel like you've got a control over anything i think i try and control the story <gasps> of my life <laughs> but oh like my God. the story that i tell myself do you know what i mean so for ages i was like oh the story that i'm telling myself is that this is very what's her name oprah's mate what's her name gail no the one who <laughs> um the amount that gail has featured on this brene brown brene brown <laughs> Gail. <laughs> Not fucking <laughs> shitty Gail, relevant Gail. No, no one ever talks about Gail. That's a complete joke. That's a complete joke. In a reference to a joke that we made in another episode. In about another Gail. episode, yeah. Gail was obviously great. Anyway. Poor Gail. <laughs> Don't take me out of context there. Don't you dare. <laughs> I'm sending that straight to Gail. It's a very Brene Brown thing of like the story that I'm telling myself. Yeah is that I am not in the headspace to record this episode today so it's going to come out wrong and everyone's going to hate me and it was all going to go wrong and blah, blah, blah. I feel like the story that I had for a while in my mind, it's kind of just the plan that I had was over Christmas, I'm going to have this time off and then like we're going to have the best new year. Like I'm going to do this and like really chill. And then I got COVID and I haven't been able to do all of it. And like I would normally, this would be my planning time. I feel like I really, the story that I tell myself is that I thrive at the new year because I just get to that close of the year and I'm so desperate for the fresh start and when it comes I'm just liberated and blah blah blah, which is an amazing story to tell yourself apart from the times when it doesn't work and I think something that I'm or just where I'm at is that I've had to just accept that that's not where I'm at right now and like I can't sit and do all the things that I wanted to do and like start my year off with this crazy bang of like amazing like blah 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 because I'm just gonna make myself more real and I'm just gonna prolong this like frustration that I'm having over like not having the energy that I want to have or like not having my voice in the same way but accepting when things go wrong is kind of a muscle I think that you have to like stretch and work at I think that is so everything (laughs) the idea of um controlling the narrative which I think is a title from a succession episode controlling the narrative I think Mm -hmm. um that I love because I think I read a quote about this I don't know who it was but it was about how women have trained themselves to be like these perfect storytellers like I am 
for example, I am the pretty one. I am the popular one. I'm the clever one. Yeah. I am a perfectionist. I'm a morning person. All of these things. Women really have to put themselves in these boxes mm. in order to make themselves palatable to the world. We've been trained to do that. And it's so difficult to even get out of that in like a micro way. And even people as a whole, like I'm having a bad day. It's like, are you like, were you ha- did you have a bad hour? Yeah, just your porridge wasn't as good as it was yesterday. Doesn't Literally. mean your whole day is doomed. Also, in a world that's like obsessed with media and storytelling, mm. I think that is so something that we all do. Like, how often do you like perform for a vlogging camera that isn't there? Oh, that you're walking around your house God. like, so yesterday I had the most crazy day. Don't get me started. I know. To take us on the same note, but in a different angle, because it reminds me of that. So somebody said, this is a message that we got. Someone said, we often, and I just thought it was great. We often turn chaos into a project to be fixed instead of embracing it. Yeah. Sometimes people embrace chaos so much that they fucking hell sometimes people embrace chaos so much that they make it into an aesthetic the sparkles around it i saw this i really like this one i just thought what a clever angle you've brought Mm -hmm. to our otherwise uninteresting and uninspired (laughs) podcast yeah (laughs) yeah yeah thank you for your input you've saved the day but what like um i've never really thought about that but it's really true that i feel like we can never really how often do we ever just find the sweet spot on the balance of life to be honest it's like oh i'm at this point where i just have to like embrace all the chaos i'm embracing it i'm just embracing it it's like are you though because it seems like it's bugging you right now it seems like the chaos is actually really (laughs) trying to get to you you seem like you're rejecting it you're fighting it with all of your might yeah (laughs) yeah from where i'm stood like you know no no harm meant but i just love this crazy life i love this crazy life but you're you're saying that through gritted teeth and it's scary yeah it's scaring like, you're me you're crying you're screaming at me <laughs> there's definitely a romanticized idea of chaos which i do kind of love but also i think it's not helpful so mm. i when i hear of like um an aestheticized chaos i go to like thinking about like effie from skins back in the day mm. like sort of you're rolling out of bed mm. you've got the last night's makeup on your messy kate moss yeah you smoke a cigarette and a black coffee for breakfast mm-hmm. and then you like go to your lecture you're fucking knackered god knows where you'll be this evening <laughs> like sort of that romanticized version of a chaotic messy life mm. but through the kind of lens of the world's most stunning person Mm -hmm. and i think actually what chaos looks like isn't actually very glamorous at all and it's kind of um is everything going wrong is everything going not to plan yeah actually embracing fuck nothing went to plan nothing i'm doing looks good i don't look like fucking effie from skins i look like a fucking mess right now yeah you needed um two a's and a b to get into your uni you got one a and two b's things didn't go to plan no one's looking at you thinking god she's so glamorous Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not stunning they're they're you know probably no one knows because you didn't tell anybody because you're so embarrassed you've got so much shame about it yeah because for some reason we it's like a personal the inevitability of things going wrong doesn't click in our tiny minds and we take it as a personal failure there's a, that quote that I always I think I spoke about in a few episodes ago and it's from that Eckhart Tolle book A New Earth mm-hmm. that I read fucking months ago but it was like the least stable thing in the world is what's going to happen to you. The one thing you can't predict is what's going to happen to you in life. Yeah. You have no control over that. So whatever you think your plan is now, throw that in the fucking bin because it's not going to happen. Could happen, could not happen. Flip a coin, no one fucking knows. The only thing you can count on is that you don't know what's going to happen. So what is the fucking obsession with trying to plot out every detail Mm. of your day, of your life or who you are and who you want to be? Well, that's the thing. It's like 
you've done the route of let me try and control it let me do everything I can to make sure things follow my order and go and do this and I can do this and I can go to that union I can meet that person I'll probably meet my fucking boyfriend there we'll get married I'll have a baby with him and like blah 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 and like all of these things that doesn't work that for definite does not work setting a clear plan and hoping that it follows doesn't work you know that for sure so why don't we try the alternative of i can get really good at accepting and going with the flow because that could work it's honestly the only option you have yeah doesn't really seem like a sizable option to me though yeah <laughs> i'm like get a grip be realistic i'm not going to get good at accepting things get a grip but it's weird like though. that is so outlandish it's weird to me though because that seems so obvious yeah of course like when you haven't taken in so um society's kind of impacts and all of this stuff of like perfectionism being and like of just bullshit basically mm. when you look at the two mindsets you can have you can either be like trying to force things into your specific point of view where you don't really know what's best for you anyway or you can just take every moment as it comes Mm -hmm. as what is actually happening basically you can view your life as an illusion or as the reality Mm -hmm. so okay we'll view the fucking reality then what's actually happening not this weird fictional version where you're going out with Zac Efron or like as a closed box or an opportunity it's the thing of trying to fit what is it a square peg in a round hole yeah it's like your life it's gonna look like this and you're trying to force it to look like this it's like no that's someone else's life like you saw that on sex in the city that's not actually uh-huh. how your life's gonna go yeah you have to let it go because also things won't always it's not even like oh there's like a well maybe this is your belief and sometimes it's my belief as well that like oh everything works out for the better anyway it's like no not necessarily like there could have been better parallel lives that you were way happier and blah blah blah, blah. but you're in this one the one that you're in right now is going to carry on fingers crossed and you can just go with it and keep learning and like experiencing new things or you can yeah try and fit it into a mold that it's never going to fit into your vision of how you think your life should look Mm -hmm. with what influences it's like what that just holds you back though Mm -hmm. it makes you it's the weird like we've got this weird misconception of like oh but if i cling to this thing this thing that i want or this thing that i think i need and i can make that happen it will make me successful or make me happy or make me have a better life but clinging to that one strict idea just holds you back from the success or the happiness or the better life that you could have but you can't you refuse to see it basically because most of the good things you're going to have in life you can't even imagine them yet no you can't even imagine them yet no you've got no idea guys no idea so you're limiting yourself then because your idea of what's going to make you happy is i'm going to be a top lawyer i'm going to be a top trumpeter (laughs) and you don't realize that if you just did whatever you want to do and not be a play the fucking trumpet there's an anti-trumpet podcast (laughs) you might have a whole fucking range of things that you haven't even imagined yet but you're so um it's a blinkered fucking horse a fucking yeah. horse that has those blinkers on shy horse yeah shy a horse you got your blinkers on yeah yeah you're not looking like you're only looking yeah. at the thing there's a whole fucking world around you yeah. hello cooey hello <laughs> bonjour <laughs> look around <laughs> so in that idea of trying to force things and control things and that maybe this idea of like having a nice ordered structured life isn't potentially the most natural thing you can do I liked this answer. Mm. They said, the more chaotic I feel, the sorry, the more chaotic I am, the more alive I feel. Control is nice, mm. but it feels like it's not our true essence. Mm. And I think that's 
kind of how I feel about it. Like whether control sometimes feels nice when you force something, you forced your square peg into a round hole and it feels good that you managed to like, okay, yeah, I did it, tick. Mm. I do feel like what feels most natural is this idea of going with the flow and not all chaos is in like the wind is in my hair and I'm crazy 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 girl <laughs> I'm fucking crazy but I'm free that's what I was trying <laughs> to do but I said wind in my hair and I'm crazy crazy girl <laughs> but what I was thinking of was I'm crazy but I'm free dun, dun, yeah dun, 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 dun. that's yeah. what I was thinking of I'm fucking crazy but I am free <laughs> um I do feel like it feels like our true essence or like the purpose of being here or what we're supposed to do or what is natural. Can you give me an example? Um, I think the example is taking each day as exactly what that day offers. Mm. Like you step out of your day, it's raining. Yeah. That's okay. Rather than, oh, it's raining on my wedding day. You could have ah. dressed for rain or you forced yourself to wear something just because you wanted to wear it and now your outfit's ruined anyway. Yeah. Or like you're, you've prepared a speech to give the boy who cheated on you, your ex-boyfriend who cheated on you. I want to give you this exact amazing speech where I come across like a fucking genius and you mm. come across like an idiot and you eat your words and you will rue the day. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Whatever we yeah. do in our heads when we're trying to control a narrative or like a thing uh-huh. in our lives and you want to be the winner. Mm. Going into that interaction as you, as a human being and not trying to force whatever that conversation is going to be and just going in with the chaos of whatever's going to happen you're going to cry you're going to look like a fucking idiot whatever you're yeah. like you're going to trip over all of the shit you're going to stumble you might say some good points whatever he's going to say things you didn't expect blah 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 but going in as the chaotic raw version of yourself in every moment of every day or aiming for mm-hmm. towards that i do feel like that feels very natural yeah rather than going with a script or going with um like a need to um control everything mm-hmm. love it you know what it kind of reminds me of this phrase which sounds rude but i actually i want to appropriate this phrase i want to reclaim nice. <laughs> this phrase <laughs> and turn it into something beautiful political <laughs> yeah because this that was a cute little laugh a little squeak was it yeah i really heard you go <laughs> really horrible yeah no it's nice there's a phrase that I always want to say because it's, it's, in essence, it's exactly what I mean. But the actual wording of it is so rude. I know I need to say it to myself all the time. But kind of what we were talking about is like just the, the energy of taking a step back. And the phrase that comes to mind is get a grip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes... I think I need that. You need to get a grip. I need someone to follow me around all day, just over my shoulder, just whispering my ear, get a grip. Get a grip. Every few minutes, get a grip. Because some sometimes it's like you you lose your grip and it's yeah. kind of just losing perspective or like rushing through things or like catastrophizing it and taking it to the worst thing in your mind rather than taking a step back assessing the situation thinking of like okay what resources do i have like what options do i have like mm. i could go through clearing i really don't want to i've had it in my mind that i don't want to be the kid who goes through clearing to go to university clearing in the uk is like this thing where like if for whatever reason on like your results day you cannot get into the university that you wanted to originally go to there's this list of universities and like options and module well not modules but courses that you can go into with your grades basically just opportunities but for some reason clearing is the worst thing that could happen to you and blah 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 it's really not if you take the ego out and just get a grip for a moment literally 100 percent 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and press on falsies. Which is also like, don't undermine the way that you feel. You feel the way that you feel. Let yourself feel the way that you feel. Just take the shame out of it and just let it be. Preaching. How are you moving forward? Like, because you, because you're gonna you're gonna carry on. You're you will go. You're gonna move. Basically, do you want to move forward or do you just want to kind of bury yourself under the dirt? Out of shame. Because you can't stay here. Yeah. The earth is gonna continue t- to turn. The world is still spinning. Next week is coming, so you can't stay here. Where are you going? Are you moving forward or are you burying your head in the sand? I remember b- being told this by my dad. <laughs> I was going to say Star Wars thing. I was going to say, I am your father. But then I'm <laughs> no, not doing two no. Star Wars episodes in a row. <laughs> I was quite embarrassed by how Star Wars heavy I came across in the last ep. The <laughs> right. fact that I... By your outburst. No, I'm joking. <laughs> was talking about the shoes how oh, i don't have souls and then the book i brought up was carrie fisher's autobiography i, I literally when i was editing that i was like you are an idiot book of the year you're an idiot <laughs> it did make me laugh um it's funny but the thing that my dad always says he always like says to me a bit rude but he always says to me you're quite full of shit like as a person you're full of shit um <laughs> And he was saying, you need to like drop that, which is essentially the the narrative. I'm full of um, shitty narratives about myself and shitty kind of, if you do this, then you're good. If you do this and then you're bad, you're full of shit. And to a third party, it's like, where you got that from? Who told you that? Yeah, it's like, why why do you do things in a very specific way sometimes? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just, just relax into, basically stop being such a control freak. And he was saying, he always says, time is going to keep passing. Like whether you let go of the shit or whether you mm. embrace the shit or whatever you do and try and try and fucking force the shit. Yeah. Time is just gonna keep going. Before you know it, you're eighty years old, you're still carrying a bag of shit around. Oof. What are you doing? Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. You don't want to be carrying a bag of dog shit around. So you have to drop the shit. You definitely don't. No. Would you say like would you tell the story of yourself like have you ever told this story to yourself but would you describe yourself now or like growing up as stubborn i don't like stubborn people so no <laughs> i didn't ask you if you like <laughs> stubborn people 
No. No? I think I have a bit of an issue with stubbornness. Okay. So I think I, I tell the opposite story. Right. I think I tell the story that I am not stubborn. Oh, wow. Which isn't true. I think I can be stubborn. <laughs> Yeah. Well, humans. Anyone's stubborn sometimes. Yeah, human being. Yeah. But I think the the story I would tell wouldn't so much be that I am stubborn. I think the story I would tell myself You don't like stubborn is that I find stubborn people irritating mm. because I actually think stubborn people are quite insecure and that it's like you're not I think the people that say, Oh, I'm just so stubborn. So it's a weakness to be stubborn. I think it's almost like they think it is a strength. But actually, it's like, oh, fucking let go. I remember you saying that about pride as well. Someone being like, oh, I'm just, you know, I've just, I'm just a proud person. Like, I couldn't do that. I've just got too much pride to do that. And you were like, it's actually insecurity. Yeah. Totally. I find it funny when people say, oh, I've just got so much pride. It's like, you're not proud. You're fucking terrified. But don't you think, and I'm not just saying this about you, I'm saying this about myself and everyone, that when you see those things that you see, sometimes you see things and it is just a projection. It's like, you know that your pride is an insecurity. I agree with you wholeheartedly, by the way. 100%. But I think the emotion of, oh, I'm not going to text him i don't know why i'm giving boy analogies but i'm not gonna text the, my fucking love interest because he didn't reply to me and i'm too proud mm. like, no, you're just so scared mm. and totally that's because i felt it too i agree but i do think there's the idea of i'm too proud or i'm just stubborn it's like you're not stubborn you're a spoiled little brat <laughs> whoa <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> i'm fully joking but i don't necessarily love stubbornness but i kind of think a lot of people that think they're stubborn I definitely grew up very stubborn, I think. Really? In what way? Well, I was going to say, I kind of feel like it... I think it's like... I don't think other people would have said it, really, because I would have been on my people-pleasing bullshit on Mm. the outside world. But my inside world is the control freak thing, but it's also like... I think a part of it is a... It's kind of knowing who you are, like having a strong sense of self, in a a way. Mm. Even though it's also like very fragile and that you need to go things a certain way and blah 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 because i think i'm a very compromising person you're a nice person yeah Maybe too much so <laughs> yeah but i definitely think people who lean into or people who have been stubborn there's is, can also be shreds of like no they want things for themselves and like okay, i like who are you to back them down yeah Do you know what i mean like let them take up that space i like that i think more when i've encountered people that say i'm stubborn i agree though it's not a good trait is it i would have alarm bells ringing of like well it's not a good introduction is it hi (laughs) i'm wing from seven wing i'm stubborn quite stubborn but i think people say it like oh look you're just like your mother aren't you little stubborn girl like it's kind Mm. of almost seen as quite a good thing in like it's again like a sense of um self-assuredness yeah i don't necessarily see that i do see it as a um stubborn it's almost like um it, it's it's the it's the square peg square peg round hole it's like let it go oh but why do you have yeah a, like chill out a little bit yeah yeah i do get it it's like it's a confidence to know what you want but i almost think they don't really know what they want totally i agree it, yeah you two things you know fascinating <laughs> but genuinely though i do find that interesting i would love to know if people consider them or like did i think it's interesting to think about did you consider yourself to be a stubborn child a stubborn child that i think is interesting i just think it's not a word i've i don't think i really say it very often stubborn no but i'm really intrigued that when i said blah 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 stubborn you were like oh i don't like stubborn people no do i mean like it's just interesting isn't it like the generally speaking we all grow up wanting to be good and not wanting to be bad Mm. within reason but it's interesting the ways that like certain words or certain traits can like I really don't want to be seen as 
um something something like um selfish i don't want to be seen as selfish whereas someone else would be like oh i don't really care about being selfish like sometimes i have to be selfish to get things done and better my life you know like it's interesting isn't it what the ones because it just projects i think your relationships and the things that you saw growing up because also i see the case for selfishness and also i do see the case for stubbornness and pride i see the case totally Mm. it just depends it depends on also who you know like when i think of the stubborn children i know and did know when i was a child i wouldn't necessarily be keen mm. to put myself in that box but it just depends if you knew someone that was stubborn and was like they knew what they wanted all this stuff i would say like my nan is super stubborn and she's literally best person alive like so that makes sense my queen my queen my country my life very stubborn lady but also like whatever but like that her stubbornness isn't always a good thing obviously it's about it's not a great trait what was she stubborn about like what like the way i see stubborn is almost like um they always have to have their coffee at the same time every day and it's like well do you want to have it and it's like no we have coffee at 11 no no she's more so like unwavering in her opinions okay and like she she I mean, it's funny talking about. Sorry, Nan. Just like <laughs> she's got no clue. She thinks I'm talking about her on a radio show. That's her understanding of what this podcast is, and she knows it went big in Ireland. She's really happy about that. Um, a radio show. <laughs> how else do you describe it? I haven't even like. I can't even try and explain this to my grandparents. Like... You haven't broached the topic. No, it's hard, isn't it? She, kind of like she would be the kind of person that. Well, even that just was wrong to say. Mm. say, How dare I put her in a box, first of all. But just speaking loosely, take me with a pinch of salt, she would be the kind of person to be like, I always knew he was trouble and no one believed me. Oh, I agree with her. And now it's been revealed he was trouble. Yeah, and that sort of thing. That is, that's a great trait, I think, to to know what you thought and say it fully. And kind of like the room could all be saying he's lovely he's great he really charmed me and she'd be going i think you're all fucking idiots yeah and she's fucking right because i know he's a snake (laughs) and maybe she ends up being right maybe she ends up being wrong like whatever but she won't back down about certain things well i i do like that i like that as a trait but sometimes like jesus now i'm back down fucking hell and sometimes she does but like do you get what i mean i mean you've won me over with her but you could call it stubborn you could just say no like she is she's very headstrong in a good way and sometimes she can be a little bit stubborn you know like if you wanted to go in a kind of um semantics kind of way but she yeah she's not having coffee at the same time every day and that sort of thing see yeah it, i think it just depends on i don't know if i have a real relationship to the word stubborn particularly mm, yeah it's like for example the word like um i don't know headstrong i'm obsessed mm. obsessed love it yeah of course only the only thing i wish for anyone is that they're headstrong yeah um yeah but stubborn i almost think gives me like uh bad vibes just <laughs> red flag just, Sorry, granny. Fucking stubborn. <laughs> like yeah. why are you so attached why are you so attached to whatever definitely yeah 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 why are we talking about stubbornness what was the what was the catalyst for that basically it's just like being attached to an idea of something mm. when you could just let it go but that's kind of impossible just let it go shut the fuck up yeah exactly how how dare you how how dare you i think also why i bring up coffee at the same time every day because in the idea of how do you let it go my grandparents have their coffee at the same time every day they have mm. very much they have their breakfast at like seven in the morning yeah they have kind of elevenses which they call coffee break lovely um like time for coffee time and you have to have that at like 11 then lunch it's like 12 30 then like a tea they have it very mm. specific 
timings and that is one of those things that you cannot shift it with them i have that with my grandparents to my on my other side i like i can't call them after well i won't call them after a certain time because i know they'll be like picking the time difference they'll be picking olives or out or they'll be asleep it's like it's not gonna work it i need to call them at 7 a.m my time otherwise we're not speaking <laughs> yeah it's just funny like because that's one of those things where it's like i love my i love the routine i love the love the vibes mm. but i also hope that i'm not so fixed in my schedule my whole life i hope that i can at 70 years old be like oh i'm actually just gonna fucking take a holiday it doesn't matter if they don't have the right biscuits at coffee break yeah i agree i also it's interesting to think about if we make it i hope we do our generation like in an older age i Mm. wonder what we'll all be like socially but also i i think there's part of it is interesting in the sense that i wonder if we all just want to be like kind of casual casual but just like we want to be free or whatever when we're kind of 70 Mm. because it's the glamorization of youth and it's like oh I'm not gonna get old do you know what I mean I'll I'll dye my hair pink I'll be like a cool grandma totally well it's also the idea of feeling restricted now Mm. that it's like well when I'm 70 I'm not gonna be restricted of course I'm gonna be free then but it's this weird idea of like you're not even fucking living like that now well you're you're gonna have arthritis so I'd like to see you go on your little trip then honey it's not gonna happen exactly (laughs) well it's it's um a capitalist Mm. way of thinking that you'll work throughout your youth so that you'll be free in your 70s but actually save it (laughs) yeah don't have fun now don't enjoy your life now but what are you working for a bourbon biscuit at 11 11 a.m yeah every day at the same time yeah that's what you're working towards Mm. so you have of course you have this idea of course i'm going to be um fucking trekking up kilimanjaro of course you have this idea no you're not Mm -hmm. no you're not because you're not doing it now what do you think you're good at like is there something you've let go or like you're good at accepting like if it comes out it's like that's not an issue i've got i'm good at that do you know what I mean? Mm, let me think. You know, in some people, the story is I'm not good at change or the story is I'm great at change or I love change or something like that. As, as in something that I've got better at? Yeah, whatever. Like, as in... Whatever you want to share in your space is more than welcome, Persephone. Thank you. <laughs> now I shall recite the poem of... <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. It, it opens. <laughs> to a black screen stars. <laughs> a ship emerges from the left. Goes <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. It's so bad. Um, I don't know. I think I've got a lot better with like, it's funny because maybe it is even like a stubborn thing, but like dropping the script. Mm. I, th- I think in conversations I used to be a lot more like, I'm going to assert who I am. Like, I need to show you through this mm. who I am, what I stand for. Like, I need to um, be the showstopper almost. Playing cards, basically. Yeah, fucking reverse Uno carding them. and With, with an expectation of, yeah, exactly. It's like, I will play Howard's work, which implies that I am this kind of person and win me X, Y, and Z points. And trying to project um, an image and all of this stuff. But I think I'm so much... Um, it is literally the relaxing into it's self-acceptance relinquishing all control trusting the time of life or whatever Mm. but trusting the timing of that conversation that interaction your day all of this stuff Mm -hmm. but being more like willing to shift and more willing to take the flow of what's happening and reacting as i would react not how i want myself to react when i pre-imagined the conversation earlier that day Mm. how do you deal with being embarrassed oh my god i'm embarrassed my whole life (laughs) 
I'm so embarrassing. Stay. I'm so embarrassing. I, I literally live in, in embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Do you deal well with it? No. I hate it. You know what? Sometimes the times when like, I think it is also shame. I remember years ago now, I was with my friends and one of my friends was like, the worst thing I've felt is like shame. Like I find that, that a bad emotion. feeling like really is the biggest emotion. It's like blah, blah. And I was like, God, I don't feel shame. Like what the hell? Mm. Shit. Like yeah. shame. Wow. I'm not crippled by shame. What the fuck? But I think now <laughs> I think I, I'm crippled. Crippled probably, I shouldn't say that, but like I am, um, I deal very badly with being embarrassed. Like I feel quite humiliated a lot. And that is essentially shame Yeah. because when I'm up at night and I can't sleep, I go straight to shame. Montage of embarrassing moments. Yeah, embarrassing stuff. I have to remind myself, it's like, it's not that embarrassing. Like, no one fucking cares. Like, it might be a bit silly or, like, a bit funny. But no no one one fucking gives a shit about you. You are nothing. (laughs) You are nothing. You are a speck in the lives of these people. They do not give a shit about you. This is what I have to think. And most likely they're embarrassed. It's funny that you bring this up because I was driving around recently and I was thinking to myself, why are all these embarrassing moments like resurfacing for me? Oh, it's so bad. I'm having like a lot of... No, same. They're resurfacing like things I did years ago. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my god, yeah. I'm actually nearly gonna be six. Like I don't know what happened. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. And I live in fear of it coming people bringing things up and things Same. like that. Do you? Yeah, okay. Especially with the podcast now, I'm like Oh God. It's so embarrassing. But just like things I said when I was like nineteen and stuff, it's like, oh my god, you can never have another human interaction again. <laughs> I can't live. I can't go on. You are not fit for human consumption. Yeah. You are mortifying. <laughs> no, no. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's t- you've, sorry, you've hit the limit of embarrassment points. You've hit the limit. You need to go. So cringe. Most people don't hit that limit until <laughs> they're like 99. If that, no, you hit the limit when you were 17. You got to go. It's so bad, but it's kind of, you ne- You just need to get a grip, basically. It's so hard though, because when you're replaying it and you like, you can feel yourself going red and you're like, Oh, like being oh, sick of what you I did. I hate the thought that we've just brought everyone to. Like, we're all thinking of something now, aren't we? But of like our embarrassing moments. Yeah. But what I. <sighs> no one cares. And also, the people who do care, it's just their insecurity. I know that sounds really like, oh, they're just bullying you because they're insecure or whatever. But it is true. And it is kind of, I think, people who carry a righteousness about them and like to point a finger well people that never do anything embarrassing not someone i'd want to be friends with but they do they do do things embarrassing they just have no compassion yeah totally (laughs) and they're so concerned with like projecting the certain image of themselves that they want to be seen correcting everyone else but it's like you are no authority we are all embarrassing little weak weasels fucking scum of the earth people yeah because embarrassment i think is just things not going to plan Ooh. do you not think yeah it completely is it's like you thought you were going to walk in and everyone's going to turn around and say oh my god she looks amazing in that dress your hermione moment at the disco and you tripped and uh and you actually had toilet roll stuck to your shoe how embarrassing it's like it just didn't go to plan but it is what it is like you've actually just been gifted from the universe a funny story to talk about with your mates when you're 50 but you can't see it as that you see it as like you need to die now (laughs) or like oh you said that embarrassing thing when you were 19 and like three people remember it and like it might come back up and haunt you haha but it's like you've actually just been gifted that lesson of 
you don't feel that way anymore. I think there are two forms of embarrassment. There are potentially more. There's one that is like embarrassing in the moment and that's, yeah, a thing not going to plan. And there's also this right. version where it's something that you didn't find embarrassing at the time, but now at you look time. back on and you're like, <laughs> oh you see it my clearly. God. Because that's not necessarily not going to plan, oh. but it's it not fitting with the version of you that you see yourself as now. Exactly. It's the plan that you have now. So it's mortifying to look back and be like, why did you do that? It's this box trying to fit into a circle. Or like, who was that? Yeah. Like, why would you say that? Why would you do that? Oh, it's bad, isn't it? Why would you wear that? All of this stuff. It's like, it wasn't, it's more embarrassing that I wasn't embarrassed then. It's, what sense is it being embarrassed of growth? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Makes no sense to be embarrassed about growing and changing and learning and like hopefully being a better person that like wouldn't say that or wouldn't do that or like whatever. For like those sorts of things, not like, oh, you've grown, you wouldn't walk into the disco with toilet roll anymore. Not like that. But like the thing that you said when you were 19 or whatever, like the everyone knew the, I don't know why I keep saying like you like this boy and blah 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 yeah yeah but that sort of thing it's like you kind of did a Harry you looked at Cho Chang across the great hall and water came out of your out of your mouth yeah you spat your water out really embarrassing but also yeah he was liking Cho Chang he was allowed to yeah really embarrassing but also like you wouldn't run around being like that you've grown and I think because we've all got a problem with us, we all carry so much shame that when we see that someone used to be, quote unquote, a bad person, it's like, whatever. Do you get what I mean? Totally. It makes so much sense. I love that, that embarrassment is just things not going to plan. Embarrassment is just a form of trying to force yourself into this ordered way of life. Rigid way, yeah. No, not going to happen. Not going to happen, mate. Not going to happen. Um, I love this message somebody said I feel like when I'm in a time of chaos it feels awful and I feel like I'm drowning but I look back at those times with the fondest memories for some reason maybe because I'm so busy and I feel like I have a purpose in life mm. I actually think not that I disagree but I also think it's that in those times where you feel like you're drowning you let go of any expectation because you're like oh I'm just drowning right now like fuck it whatever Ooh. and you you're not putting the expectation on it so you just give in and you're like oh, fuck this it's gonna be shit anyway and then you end up having a good time or whatever we always have this where it's like when one of us is ill or like things aren't going right and we're going to record we're like oh fucking hell like let's do this and then we end up loving the episode because you relinquish all control we go into it thinking shit i'm gonna do a shit episode everyone's gonna go bad everyone's gonna hate me blah 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 and because you go in with the expectation of i'm a piece of shit this is a piece of shit yeah i'm just gonna be shit and just see what happens you end up it's kind of like you have nights out like that where you think you're gonna have a great night out and you have a terrible night out or you think because you've put all the expectation or you think you're going to have a terrible time, you end up having a really fun, weird time because you didn't have any expectation. It's kind of famously why New Year's Eve is always a bit of a letdown in the discourse about New Year's Eve. Yeah. But it's like, okay, so New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, we need to have a plan. And it's like, oh, was shit. Because you've built it up to this like insane expectation. It's impossible to live up to. But if you just suddenly, you've just come back from work, you've got greasy hair, your friend says, oh, should we go out? You don't even wash your hair, you just go out in your jeans, whatever you're wearing. It's always the most fun thing because yeah. it's like, oh, I just, I went out with my expectations being rock bottom yeah and it's always just a bizarre thing you end up taking it for what it was rather than trying to force it what it what it was yeah and trying to force it into something else i think that's so true because there's nothing wrong with circles or squares but they are what they are a circle is not a square and a square is not a circle circle isn't a square no square isn't a circle (laughs) it's just not yeah and doesn't mean they're bad they just are what they are so just let it motherfucking be let it be and also it's like 
you are what you are exactly like this is the thing with it's not only trying to control your life but it's trying to control you it's like it's not only the order of oh if i spend my morning like this then i'll feel like this it's like if i become this then i will be this it's like maybe you are just a square Mm -hmm. maybe you're a square you're not going to be a circle and the circle is never going to be a square. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And if you were a circle, you'd be thinking, God, look at all those squares. I wish I was a square. Neither one, neither is better than the other. No. You've got an unconscious bias against yourself. Do we need to scream it? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> burn it onto your skin. It's true. You have, what is it, a bias against yourself. Yeah. Revolutionary, I think, that to me anyway, I was quite shocked by that. It is, though. It is. Because mm. you know what it does? It pulls you in and you know what it does? It's basically saying get a grip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is why is it so rude? But it's so good, guys. Like, I want to say it to everyone and myself. Do you remember I used to have a... It was my wallpaper, my phone wallpaper when we lived together. Yeah. I used to have a quote on my wallpaper that said, let go or be dragged. Mm-hmm. And I remember my friend saying, like, that's quite aggressive, really, for a phone wallpaper. And I was like, no, it's what I need. Let go. Yeah, or be dragged. Or you will be dragged through this life kicking and screaming let go let go or be dragged time is passing you're full of shit and time is passing Mm. let go of the shit or you'll be dragging a bag of shit to your grave god (laughs) and you will yeah no it is true but then how do you do that yeah i was just about to say how do you do that how do you do that genuinely like if you caught yourself anything where you're like on your best days, do you know where, where you're good yeah. at it? Not where you, where it happens and you're being dragged and you can't, and you know you're being dragged and you're just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna be dragged, whatever, blah, blah, blah. How, how do you deal with it when you deal with it? I think it's about recognising. I think it's about recognising what is what is what and that's why i think having the t- the terms like having a bias against yourself is a helpful thing to have or like realizing that you're complying to a certain fear that has essentially been handed down to you generation after generation mm. i think that's why being educated on the stuff is so important as like a first step to being like okay so i'm trying to force myself into like um being married by the time I'm 25. I needed to be married by the time I'm 25. That's blah, blah, blah. Realising that, oh, potentially that's like a patriarchal thing and men don't have the same fear as that. Or my mum also was married by the time she was 25. Well, my mum's not married. This is, you know, she's fundamentally disagrees with marriage. So if it's so brave of you to share this fear (laughs) that you wanted to be married already, it's so brave. By the time you're 25. (laughs) Well, I decided to say 25 because I was going to say 30 and then it's like, oh, people will message being like, Seth, you don't need to get married by 25. It's like, guys, I never want to get married. That does sound real. (laughs) No one in my family is married. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I think on my best day, most of the thing I can do is just recognizing why I have certain fears or like I have like I have fucking body dysmorphia okay you can name it you can see it you can see its fucking ugly face all of this shit like I think that's pretty much even on my best days sometimes most of the thing I can do is just recognize why I have a specific thing like why I'm trying to squeeze my morning into Mm. for all it's worth to produce as much it's like yeah well maybe you have that because you're fucking insecure and you want to prove to yourself you're like it i think that i think that's all you can do sometimes Mm. what do you think i think sometimes when i'm like in my head about something it's like i'm i've got a whole scene in front of me but i'm just like rewinding and playing the the same like two seconds of it over and over again i'm like but what if 
um, like, what if they all hate me? I keep saying that today. Please don't hate me, guys. But also, like, <laughs> you might hate me. I guess it is what it is. Please don't be They're going to hate me. They're going to hate me. The fear of that. Oh, my God. Like, uh, someone hates me. Someone hates me. They hate me. Just playing over that tiny detail. But it's... Play out the whole scene. Don't just play that two seconds. What happens if they did hate you? Everyone would hate me. I'd probably get a lot of horrible messages. I'd probably be a bit upset for a bit. Um, I probably would, you know, I'd be crying. It would look like this. Like, I would be insecure. It would change Steffi and I's relationship. We would have a lot of conversations. I would talk about it with my friends. And then I would continue with my life. Then life goes on. And the thing that I had built up as this, like, two-second clip that I kept forward, like, rewinding, play, play it again, play it again, play it again. It's like, if you just let that scene play through and watch the horrible ending, suddenly it's like, oh, that horrible ending is horrible. Hasn't happened yet. And if it does, it would be horrible. And then I can move on. And I think that's the biggest thing. I literally love that. There was a thing a while ago that was like, I don't know, it was doing the rounds on the internet, but it was like, ride the wave of the emotion, like ride the wave of mm. it. And I definitely think it's like a thing they would say in therapy. I don't know, just putting that in all the therapist's mouths. Maybe you'd want to use that in therapy. But it is really, <laughs> I'd imagine that in a therapy room, it's kind of that kind of language that you have a nasty thought, they all fucking hate me. If you actually ride that fucking wave and play out the whole thing, the wave fucking subsides and you're fucking on the beach and it's like, oh, okay. Like the ending isn't I die. The ending is they hate me or my life still looks the same and then you'll deal with other things yeah my life still looks the fucking same yeah ride the wave out and it's fine surf it you still need to go to tesco and pay your rent and get dressed like yeah yeah and it's kind of um stranger things is scarier where they don't show you the monster like there's a key kind of trick when you're making a horror movie is don't reveal the monster straight away because the fear is in like the unknown and the imagination of what it could be so it's almost like if you don't just keep rewinding and playing that same scary bit where it's all fear and it's all like dread and oh no and you let it play out and you get to the demon or the monster or whatever this horrible thing would be then you kind of see it and you think oh the cgi wasn't that good and like oh, that's not really my kind of fear or like meh whatever it's like yeah they would all hate me and i'm sure i would find a way through it it would be fucking shit it would be horrible it would make me feel bad about myself and then i would carry on hopefully i think with that idea <laughs> with that idea of <laughs> like replaying narratives i definitely do that i think that's such a human thing or a thing Mm. that we've like learned to do i don't fucking know what it is but everyone i speak to is always doing that replaying moments embarrassing moments things that have never happened at like the 75 percent mark it's so weird it's always like the like the precipice of the fear and the horrible bit it's like just before you fall yeah yeah you leave it on a cliffhanger of your doom is fucking impending yes i need to stop myself from falling i need to stop from falling it's like but if you let it play out you could see you're falling onto a fucking trampoline idiot (laughs) so stupid isn't it i also have a thing with it where it's like when i've noticed that i am replaying and replaying and replaying fictional future events or like Mm. events that happened embarrassing things annoying things things that seem unfair i do a thing where i literally like pretend to like hold it in my hands and i like say like drop it and i like drop it on the floor quite weird that's cool yeah very weird but i like it but like i'm like drop it like drop the subject drop the thing and it smashes and shatters on the floor and it's like you realize that you were just like holding on to this stupid thing it's like drop it oh no they pretend to drop the like 
the if the thing. Nice and physical. Quite weird. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I don't know when I started doing that. Put that in therapy as well. Yeah, they should they should really be taking note, therapists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like, drop it because it's not serving anyone. You've ridden the wave a million times and you don't like the ending. Mm. And the ending, even though it's fine, you're just replaying for the sake of itself. It basically is self-harm. It's just self-harm. It's torture. So you just drop it just drop the conversation let it go like you actually are in control of that mm. of of your going over and over it's like, fucking stop read a book go outside chill wow bloody hell okay <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what has this been <laughs> all right we were saying in, when we just took a break we were like are they feeling good like are they <laughs> we like motivational speakers now <laughs> Are you feeling good or are you feeling bad? Probably a bit of both. Yeah. I don't know. I hope that you're feeling good, but you're riding the wave with us, I think. Yeah. Who knows how it will end? No. Uh, can we end it on a wholesome note? Okay, yeah. I was thinking that with the wholesome thing. Because I don't want to forget about that. Mm. The whole thing is generally quite wholesome, I think, within reason. There's a lot of talk about like death and stuff, but apart from that. <laughs> or just like a nice quote. What's a quote that you think sums up the app? quote oh god i hate this bit i hate this i <laughs> love it in theory but it's so hard it's like and now i have to give the best quote well, but it's like just because you're putting your expectation yeah let go of the pressure oh okay right what's wholesome to you as well because i always think like oh, i need to give them what they need to hear it's like shit i don't know what they need like i know that's what i'm doing all these individuals i don't know so what's good for you my thing is with chaos and order and all of this stuff that we're talking about there will always order. be something order there will always be something that is stressful uh -huh. your life will never look like this neat version you want you're realistically if you could script out your life now up to 80 now up to your deathbed whenever you die up to 100 up to 100 you can script that out and it plays out perfectly my nan's over the age of 80 that's why i don't like that as a threshold because it kind of puts the fear in me i agree i agree so is mine let's move it to 105 Give, why don't can't we even say 120 just to be safe just anyone else's grandma might be 120 years old yeah. <laughs> yeah 120 if you could script it out you would script out the most boring fucking thing so true your life is going to be so much more exciting than your wildest dreams could script mm. like you're going to be like okay so i'm going to do this and this and this and this and this mm -hmm. fucking why are you limiting yourself mm -hmm. what are you doing let let life take care of life like it will play out <laughs> it's so true in a fun way it's none of your business what the universe is up to let the universe handle the universe thank you very much you're not the fucking god here like yeah. you don't get to be like and she is gonna have this and she's gonna get a dog mm -hmm. then she's gonna find her dream house no fuck you fuck fuck you <laughs> not fuck you fuck that fuck me we don't know what's going on just fucking relax there's always gonna be little stresses this is wholesome is it <laughs> A quote. A quote. <laughs> the whole passage. I'm reading this. <laughs> no, but this is a crux and I love it. This is a this is the crux. This is the whole crux of the app for me. Yeah, yeah, this is the crux. There's always gonna be shit outside of your control mm -hmm. that is a given i'm so sorry if that comes as news to you there's always going to be a shit ton of stuff that you can't control mm -hmm. the only thing you can control hmm, is <laughs> <laughs> choose your words wisely. <laughs> well we could critique anything but just speak freely like the only thing you can control 
is that you have no control and you can accept that or not. Yeah, so true. Nicely done. Oof. Did I get, did I pass the test of Very is true. everyone angry at the wholesome crux? No, that's perfect. That's completely the wholesome crux. What's it? Can you give a wholesome thing? Fucking hell. We're fucking mental. No, that's completely the wholesome crux. I have to go before I say anything <laughs> more embarrassing. <laughs> we'll be replaying that later. Oh God, the wholesome crux. <laughs> Let's go. Like, what is the language on this podcast? <laughs> I don't even go. If there. I said that in a normal conversation, like, hey, could you just give me a wholesome crux? No. They would think we were mental. It only works in this context. Oh, right. Well, if you don't hear from us, assume the worst. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.